Hello, friends. Um, I'm hitting record because I am overwhelmed. And I'm probably going to, I should title this episode, It's Too Much. I'm just feeling like right now, it's too much. What do I mean by that? Um, I have too much on my plate at the moment. So let me just kind of give you the broad overview of what's on my plate and that's making me feel overwhelmed. And then maybe I can break down some of those things, maybe help prioritize them, I don't know, or just vent to you. Um, yeah, so I guess there's there's all there's all the like keep up with stuff stuff. The customer support that I'm doing more of now, and that's that's not so bad. That's just I guess that's not like doesn't take up that much time of my day. It just is like a thing I have to do in the morning and prevents me from just jumping right in. But whatever, I'm going to complain about it anyway, but um, it's not really worth complaining about. Then there's open source, and that's something to complain about because I just don't have time to like go through pull requests right now. And I should be because that's how good maintainers maintain. But I don't have time for pull requests right now. So there's that. That's like the baseline of like my duties, if you will. But then, okay, the stuff I want to talk about, the actual stuff. So there's the data table series that I'm excited about. But like any series, it's um, there's two ways that I could record this. There's I could record this without changing anything in any cores and just record it with all the tools available to you right now and put it out there. And it would work. But the problem with that is, as I've told you a bunch of times, like these series is to me, whether I like it or not, they're kind of canon. I probably te- treat them more as canon than I should. But it's like when I put this out, like I want to put out the very best way to do everything involving an entire page with everything relating to showing data and filtering it and blah, blah, blah. And so it's kind of a tall order because when I do these series, my track record so far is like start working, sorry, start working on them and then like go down 10 rabbit holes, add three features to core, fix 20 bugs, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm kind of in one of those rabbit holes right now. Um, So there's that. There's the data tables thing that's like the most kind of surface priority, like the thing I need to do to kind of keep keep the business alive. And it's, it's really just the thing that I... I have to do as imposed by myself. And then there's, so Pulse came out and used Laravel Pulse and it's totally awesome. Go check it out. It uses Livewire. And I sourced over the code base and found a few patterns that I was like, huh, like there might be better ways to do this. And then I found a few things was like, oh yeah, they're trying to do this and they're getting blocked by that and whatever. It worked for the most part, but I've been on a few calls with Jess and Tim just kind of like talking about different things that Livewire could do to make Pulse better. So I have kind of a list of things in that realm um, that, you know, we could talk about individual things, but I guess broad strokes is it's isolating Livewire component requests so they're not bundled, which they are by default right now, which when you're lazily loading a page and you have like 10 components lazily loaded right now, all those requests are bundled into one request. And you kind of don't want that. Like you want them to be in parallel for a lazy load because you're lazy loading it because it's heavy tasks and you want to parallelize those tasks because otherwise if you have, if each one takes a second, then it's going to take 10 seconds until your user sees results as opposed to one second if all 10 requests took one second in parallel. 
So isolation, that's something that I've been trying to figure out for a long time. And now it's like the heat is really on. And then there's other deeper things like polling has like they're using polling to keep the whole thing live. And I guess like hap, like Laravel or Livewire's um, APIs and system is really built for forms and tables and then a few other kind of general things. It's not, it's not that it's not built for this. It's just that what has sort of carved out the tool is those common use cases where Pulse isn't really so much, it's not really forms at all. I guess there's some tables, but not in the sense that Livewire normally handles them. There's, it, it's all real time. That it's, it's demands for Livewire are actually not complicated. It's just, they need Livewire to kind of be a thing that refreshes the blade dynamically on an interval so that you see live results. And because they're using polling to do that and they're relying on it so heavily, there's all sorts of little nooks and crannies that emerge. Like it's good that all the requests are bundled in a single poll. So if 10 components are polling, it all gets bundled. That's kind of what you want. Um, but if that poll takes two and a half seconds, while that poll is out, if you like click on something, it's going to wait for that request to come back and then uh, dispatch that next request to the server. So you get kind of weird slowness that you don't really need in, in theory. Like it'd be nice if, if wire poll requests could bail. Like if they it was polling and then a user did a different action, if Livewire was like, oh, well, trash the poll and just do this action because this is more important. And then it would be like, yeah, that would solve like a handful of problems in that realm. Um, and there's other things like polling triggers loading indicators just the way any request in Livewire does. But you use loading indicators for more like feedback when users um, initiate an action as opposed to like if you have, you know, if you have a filter on a table or something, you might when a user changes the filter, you want to show some loading indicator that like, hey, we're, we're working on it. But if it's polling as well, you don't want to show that loading indicator as it pulls, like every five seconds have the whole thing show loading. That's not what you want. So you kind of don't want loading indicators with poll. Um, so those are just a handful of things that they've run into that I'm like, ah, like, you know, I wish Livewire had good primitives for this, these use cases. So that's like a pile of brain slurry that I've just kind of been dealing with and been messing around with things like that and so somebody else reached out to me uh, about a tool that they're working on and uh there's like some interesting things livewire could do with it and yeah i can't really like give the specifics about it but there's a few apis that i think would be really cool to add to livewire to make this person's tool really cool and it's like a fairly prominent person so it's it's like kind of worth my time it's definitely worth my time um, so there's a part of me that wants to just kind of like scrap everything and just focus on that focus on like finding like a really beautiful new system for this thing and blah, blah, blah. So there's that. And then there's, there's like the data tables thing, but also this, all of these have overlap. That's kind of the funny thing. So I got a support request today from a client from our partners program and was like, Hey, we really need you to prioritize this thing. And essentially it's isolating Livewire requests. And it's like, oh, that's what kind of Pulse needs me to emphasize is, is isolating requests. They need me to emphasize isolating requests. I've had other people, you know, request it. So there's demand for it from a few different vectors. Um, and then there's this third thing that is just, this is the cherry on top. This is the reason I feel overwhelmed is because 
I'm trying to come up with a better, like I added X modelable in Alpine and Livewire to enable better blade component stories for Livewire. And it's just not everything I wanted it to be um, for like two specific reasons that I'm not going to go into. I thought it was the solution to like end the need for entangle, but it's not. Um, it, there's like new need, you know, whatever. So, so that's what I was working on before I hit record. And, and I f- I'm like close, I'm so close to something that's beautiful, but I'm down the rabbit hole, like big time. I have a branch open and it's like, I'm having to wait, make way too many core changes that I'm comfortable with to achieve what I'm trying to achieve. So I just have my hand in like probably four different pots of things that make me uncomfortable with how much core tweaking they demand. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's kind of that. I, yeah, I wish I had more time. And on top of that, you know, I complain about my neck. My neck is like at an all time bad cause I've been working so much and it's getting worse because I am working more and whatever. Okay. So if you're listening to this and, and if you're somebody who is like in, who maybe you're just in dim list, like, don't worry about, um, if I'm prioritizing something that you don't want me to prioritize, it doesn't, I obviously I know that like I, I'm just focusing on the things that my brain is focusing on. It's, it's just kind of my brain latches on to things and then I have to kind of go down those paths. So yeah, like maybe, I guess if, if I was, if I had a boss who was managing me, that boss would probably, probably say like, Hey, take a breath. None of this is urgent per se, or if it is, don't act like it is focus on the data tables, get it out with tools you already know. Then f- focus on one thing at a time. Take your time. Do it deeply. But the problem with that is like, if I do the data tables thing and and then I introduce something that makes it way better, I really, really, really don't want to re-record the whole dang thing. So I could make the data tables the last thing I work on, but that's not great because then it's going to take a while for me to get out. Um, that might be the solution, though. I might have to do that. But I have like an internal timeline for myself. I wanted the whole structure of the course really done this week. And then I want to start recording next week. And if I don't make concessions, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I guess this is, this is the life. It's the life I chose. It's the life, it's the life I love. Um, even in the overwhelmedness, it's still a joy to sit down and, you know, hack on stuff. Um, so that's good, but it's just like, ah, there's maybe what it is. It's a fear that I'm going to make a wrong move. I really don't, I want to be calculated and I don't want to harm the tools and, and I don't want to, mainly it's like, I don't want to introduce things I can't go back on, on impulse, you know, like these things, if they, um, yeah, if I, if I get them wrong because I only have X amount of context and I'm only doing it in X amount of time, then I might really regret that you know, five months later, I've, I'm already sort of something that's given me a little bit of courage is like, okay, V3 doesn't have to be the last version of Livewire. You know, this doesn't have to be the thing that is carved in stone. Like any software, you can change it and tag a breaking change, um, tag a major version. And so I'm already kind of thinking like, okay, well, maybe I need to just kind of set my scope for what this is, do some things that I might think aren't I might realize aren't ideal six months or a year from now and then we tag v4 and as long as I I don't think Livewire 
Here's the problem with maintaining a code base and exp and trying to do it with no breaking changes. Like I saw um, Nuno mentioned that like Pest has basically never had breaking changes with updates. And that's, that's really awesome. And that, kudos to him. That's a hard thing to do. And I generally try to do that as best as possible. Obviously, Livewire 3 is the main big breaking change version um, ever. And I don't want to, you know, have a reputation for a tool that causes you all sorts of stress and all sorts of time updating every year or something. But I mean, Laravel changes and causes you to need to update things because, and that's not to say that Taylor, like Taylor puts so much emphasis on not breaking people's apps on, on major versions. And the last one almost had like no changes that were breaking or something. It's like the easiest upgrade ever. Um, but yeah, so there are tools that do this and in the back end, it's one thing to do that, but in the front end, you're shipping all that JavaScript. So it's not, it just doesn't feel like, it feels like if I commit to really like no breaking front end stuff, then I'm committing to just that size of the JavaScript, uh, you know, package, like just growing forever and never shrinking. And that's not something I, I like. I like the idea of like, and in general, this goes for the back end too. I like the idea of the whole system being homogenous and feeling like everything fits into place and not just carrying bags of garbage from previous versions for people who are dependent on it for years, but nobody uses them anymore. That's the problem. Um, but I, but you have to have a heart for those people. Um, so it's, it's a really tricky balance. It's totally tricky. So with the isolation stuff, I just took a day. Like you probably heard me talk about this isolation stuff. It's not simple. As you probably heard, I did a live stream for like three hours on it, got totally brain stumped, had a draft PR, found all these edges with it. Somebody took it from there and submitted another PR and that was great of them, but it still had all those edges. Um, it was just a little bit better. So there's like two PRs open. I think I closed mine. There's one PR open for isolating requests. It's just not, it's not great. Um, and I can't merge it because it, it would break a few different interactions. And so I just sat down yesterday and dedicated my entire day to rewriting the entire request commit system in Livewire from scratch. And I landed on something that actually feels very good, uh, introduced a concept of request pooling, where instead of like it just being all bundled and all isolated, it's pooled. There's bun each bundle is a pool. And so if you, if like a bunch of components initiate a request, there's an intelligent system that will go, okay, well, who do we pool with who? And then we'll send those out as separate requests. And that allows me to introduce all sorts of things. Like I can't just introduce isolation and make every request isolated because some features like reactive properties depend on multiple components being sent to the server at the same time so that they have the context of each other. Like that's just a constraint. So I'm in this zone where it's like, Obviously, Livewire is a complex tool, but man, it feels like <laughs> sometimes when you clean something up or you simplify something, it makes you feel like your tool is clean. Like that's what it is. I don't always feel like my tool is cleaner. I feel like my tool is clean or simple. When I add complexity to something or whatever, it doesn't make me feel like I added a little bit more complexity. It makes me feel like now the thing's complex. You know, it's this weird thing that happens to me with just my brain around the state of how I feel about the tool. And yeah, right now with all of these things going on and my little hacking branches, like if I were to just merge all these right now, ugh, 
it would just feel like this tool is too complicated. Um, but it's a really tricky thing because Livewire is not, Livewire is opinionated at its API level, but it's not opinionated. Uh, it's not, um, it's not as principled of a tool as it could be where I think, um, Hotwire in rails is like a great example of being an extremely principled tool where they really double down on the paradigm of HTML over the wire and they leave the rest to you. And if there's gaps in that paradigm, well, you're going to have to figure that out with your own tool or an add-on tool or something. And Livewire is not that way. Livewire is a tool that attempts to solve problems for developers. And if I have to break a paradigm, I will break it. And that's just been its history. The biggest example of this is, for example, Hotwire is very much just HTML over the wire, subbing it into the page. Where Livewire be started as that, but eventually morphed into a hybrid between JavaScript like live JavaScript state that is like sort of synchronized and kept up with the backend state. And that in itself, by merging those two paradigms, is pretty much the root of all of the complexity, um, or at least a giant pile of it. That has nothing to do with request isolation, but it has a lot to do with everything else. And it just makes everything really complex. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. But that it's like, if I do everything right, and if we add lots of tests and fix bugs over time and keep it performant and everything, the end user doesn't know that and they're, they don't care because that's how it feels when I'm using a tool. But yeah, I don't know. It's just tough. I'm just in this like zone right now where uh, I want the tool to be better, but the amount of complexity that it's taking is not something I'm comfortable with. So I feel kind of stuck. Um, yeah. And then I'm tempted to just add like a new API for something so that I cannot have like edges that are carryovers from other things. But then it's like, you're just going to add, you already added entangle. Then you added modelable. You're going to add a third one with a third name and tell everybody that's the thing they should use for blade component state. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what I'm after. Um, but yeah, tough stuff, but you know what? And in the moments where you're just kind of free flying on a problem independently it's a lot of fun because you're in the code problem solve fun space but then when you're trying to make it work with everything and pull on all these other threads that's when you start to feel like crap and that's why i hit record so yeah i'm in that zone where it doesn't feel good um this is the programming is hard podcast so yeah i'll see you